Hello there, I'm Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello everybody. Watcha. Another week. It is. More another what week. we've been playing. Yeah. 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 It's been, I'm in a funny mood again. Yeah, I, I noticed. It's one of those, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just don't know what to play these days, casting about. I mean, the the, the weekly static group stuff's all fine, but because I'm getting on a bit, I've decided that perhaps I ought to try experimenting with going to bed at 11 each night yeah. instead of like half one, because I get up about quarter past seven to go to work. Uh, and that's turned out to have been working really well, and now I'm not falling asleep in the car at lunchtime. Brilliant. Yeah. So you know, this is this is me. This is me well into middle age now. This is me uh, trying to cope with a, a dying body. Uh, the trouble is that is two hours where I was playing all the games that weren't static night of the week group games. I have so a suggestion. I haven't really got any time to do any gaming these days anymore. May I suggest you buy either well a Vita, secondhand Vita, yeah, or a Switch. Oh, just bring a, lap- bring a laptop to to work and sit in the car at lunchtime doing doing the frantic research and homework for the show, maybe. Yeah. I think this is the sign of a life spiralling out of control that needs to be reined in a bit, see? So to that effect, I've basically not really done anything specific to talk about this show that I haven't already talked about in the last Static Group Roundup thing. I, I've done lots of things this show to talk about. Oh, little the, things I can grumble about. None but. of them involving computer games, I will yeah. admit. And you were there for a lot of them. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, OK, do you want to start? All right, I'll start. Well, um, let's start with a division then. I had a proper rage quit this week. Oh, excellent. Um, I've, been, <laughs> Saturday. I've been anticipating that for weeks. Yeah, yeah, I've had enough of it now, to be honest. I mean, we pretty much got to the top. We got to gear score. We got to level 30 and tier five, world tier 5 and gear score 256. And one, you know, we've even got one or two of the new exotic drop weapons and so on. You know, the loving the loving gun pawn that uh, pervades yeah. the game. Yeah. I got a uh, some sort of marksman rifle this tenebre it's got like tiger stripes down the side okay i don't know sounds, it's all right it sounds you know, like a thing i just don't see that that game has anything for more for me progression wise there's nothing more i want from that game i've no. collected all the hiddens because they're not very well hidden you do a you do a base upgrade and then it will show you all the hiddens when you've done of the course side it missions because it's uh Ubisoft, isn't yeah it? i don't know if there are any actual genuine hiddens in there but I don't, it. it's not really the sort of game you, you don't have actual scour. genuine hiddens anymore in games because people no, don't like them no. Easter eggs, I think they're called nowadays. No, I don't know. even have them anymore. Really. Yeah, um, I found did find a good Easter egg in the yeah. division actually. One, you know those echo things where yeah. you go to a place and it does a holographic reproduction. I never entirely saw how. I think I think it's using advanced computer technology to tap into local surveillance cameras and things and reconstruct. Then you should have a better picture. <laughs> Everything goes blue. If there's a camera pointing at orange it, people, then just show me the camera feed. And they say some things. And basically, I came across one down in a set of alleyways, and it's you know the uh, what's the matter? I've never taken a shortcut scene from Hot Fuzz. Okay, that made me that made, did make me chuckle. They done sort of replaying it word for word, and there's like this smashed fence there and things. And anyway, it's a game that's too few and far between with with moments of light hearted mirth and joy. So yeah. uh, we had some really hard work with the last couple of challenging missions, and then uh, we tried an incursion, and that was that was a bad idea. Yeah. I thought, oh. Group content that we could have a crack at that doesn't need DLC paygate and some LMB base, and you find yourselves in this room overlooking a factory warehouse space, and down the far end of the factory is a, an armored personnel carrier with okay. a rocket launcher of some sort on top. And you have to and you're tucking, join the dots. You, you, well, you have to kill the APC somehow, and it's not made clear initially until and yeah, it up pops this thing saying uh, clear out wave one of fifteen, and they're all veterans uh. and elites, and they're all grenade spamming. They got drones, actual hover. Okay. Hover yeah. drones with machine guns underneath as well, and just. I was wondering about the uh, recoil. So that. you're up in this sort of essentially what amounts to a sniper nest. They can't come and get at you, but every sort of 15 seconds or so, this this APC fires a massive grenade circle spam thing. So, so you, don't ha- stand you have to still. Run, you have to run out of the room. Yeah. yeah. So you can get yeah. It was it was balls, frankly. I'm not standing for it anymore. So then we went and did some high value target stuff, thinking that was going to be easier, and that was uh-huh. balls too. Uh, yeah. And I basically did a proper rage quit. It was spectacular. I'm quite a mild-mannered, peaceable sort of person, really, that doesn't really get triggered by much, but I just had enough of the division. I think it was time, because we're just doing the same old weekly missions every week. Well, um, that's the thing. Uh, and the while, division while... works as a game with an end, yeah. and they've made it a game without an end. Yeah, yeah. If it was a, here you go, it's a co-op shooter, it's going to be X number of hours, play through it, you'll get to level 20, you're fine, we'll learn an expansion later date. Yeah, I guess Brilliant. there's some expansion stuff, some DLC, but yeah, I just but that was can't more, be asked. The expansion was more of the grind. Yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. 
it, the usual MMO problem. If you've the got usual to MMO the point, problem. you've got to the max level, and then how are we going to keep them busy? Oh, hell, everyone's completed our game in a month, but we need monthly subscriptions to keep ourselves going. Well, that's the old-style yeah. MMO thing. But now it's the Well, that, that, that design still sort of exists in a soft fashion. Yes, okay, we don't pay monthlies anymore, but we do pay cash shop DLCs and all the rest of it, and those come at regular intervals. So you've got, you're not going to keep springing like $10 equivalent a month in a cash shop for a game you've gotten bored of. So they have to keep you yeah. stringing along with what, dailies. What they should have done is exactly what Destiny <clears throat> completely failed to do, mm. which was actually have a mechanism of yeah we're going to be this big game you can keep playing in multiplayer again versus mode if you want because you know that might be fun mm. matches <clears throat> and every so many months we'll just add a bit more plot and you can play that yeah what they should do i think is is shake your hand and wish you well on your way yeah. at the end of it all i mean the story's good i like it it's a really well detailed world it's it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful world with a stupid premise there's well i don't know i mean there's a bit too much crazy private military contractors and gun porn nonsense running around but the, like, like you said it should be sci-fi it'll be fine yeah the the whole the whole sort of uh, the green poison and the 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 what you know what if contemporary apocalypse breakdown bioterrorist attack thing is, is quite interesting and well well explored but but then you yeah you got this the division concept yeah. which is just stupid the first wave go rogue obviously and they got all these private military contractors and then just the bullet sponge difficulty curve of it all because as you say rinse and repeat what yeah. do you do when they've completed the easy walkthrough with the story well, in it well, just keep cranking up the health bars yeah something games don't do enough with is experiment with procedurally generated missions I don't know if the underground was that there was some kind of DLC that you buy where you go off on this underground through the underground to different places each time which might have been that I don't know but to be honest I have just totally satiated with it before we had this rage quit week but the last couple of weeks it's just been getting stupid with the bullet sponge difficulties yeah. which apparently has been toned down yeah. um, <laughs> and I just think I've had enough so you know I'd rather leave now than, than absolutely hate it and never go back But uh, and also I just want to get some nights of the week back again <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit over yeah, I'm do, a bit overbooked I do think you overcommit I'm I mean over, I, I over, try to only commit to uh, at the moment one mm. and that's for the show because I try and get along to Elite, but it's not working out very well. Mm, yeah, well, we keep doing the book thing on the same nights as Elite, so that gets yeah. confusing. But but yes, um, so yeah, The Division, it's, it's an interesting short journey, and I think that's how it should be yeah. regarded. I think that just the end game rinse and repeat stuff is, is quite quite shallow but needlessly difficult just quite because frustrating. the publisher tells you this game is something to be played forever yeah don't always take them at their word there is that assumption that it's any kind of pseudo mmo like experience which you know i'm using to include destiny and all sorts yeah. of other yeah. nonsense that happens these days that the idea the, the assumption that it's going to last forever just because everquest is coming up on its 20th anniversary one year <sighs> soon that's not a good thing if you've played everquest recently anyone <laughs> anyone there no give it a go i mean i I think i dabbled with it last time i dipped in there to have a look it was about two or three years ago and it was just no it hasn't really moved on no it's entirely nostalgia that's why it keeps going it's what i wanted lord of the rings to be Mm. lord of the rings with its original idea for the plot going forwards having these uh you know you'd follow the fellowship through what lotro yeah 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 um i i really wanted that to be just this in an mmo it's what one of the reasons why i support it also one of the reasons why i supported star trek online a, a which was a finite set story yeah, that yeah. you can and, play through together with your friends yeah. and or i just will alone. come back in six months when we had some more i guarantee you i promise i will come back yeah. and i'll play the next bit because if i enjoyed that first bit i will play the next bit no matter what in a universe i really liked but they you just, they just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Well, it's this whole never leave money on the table nonsense, isn't it? Always, yeah. They, they, they say you should always leave them wanting more, but no, one, no one goes for that idea in, <laughs> in marketing or, or game design or anything. They just keep bashing it and bashing it and pushing you through the same old dailies again and again. Yeah. And it is up to us ultimately to say when we've had enough. And I suppose that's not their fault. They'll provide as much entertainment as we want or need. It's up to us to decide yeah. when we've had I, enough. I, I think that if. Uh, some of these MMOs had gone down, well, Lodro especially, had gone down the route of every year we're going to charge you 30 quid for an expansion. It's going to give you another 10, 15 hours of content. Uh, they could have gone down the route well. that um, uh, something like um, Call of Duty have been ploughing for a while which is the annual release and having a fan base who keeps one just going well, back I mean not quite the same sort of thing but that's basically what Elite Dangerous are doing they, they yeah. are basically charging season passes you, you don't buy the individual patches or updates no, you, I don't. you do well you're, you're a lifetime yeah. stupid kickstart 
whale really aren't you yeah but um yeah they basically are charging one price for five or six major updates which last about well in theory a year i think they're a bit behind on it all but that seems a reasonable way to do it i suppose you know the the new content coming down is substantial and we always assumed that was part of the package when mmos were monthly but we were paying the monthly fee was going towards the continued updates and and the continued expansion have you seen the elite dangerous which you'd expect uh, for free as part of that no the plan of generation chip oh wow yeah. have to do some research I'll actually look at yeah find that out. could be Tuesday actually go, <laughs> go, and find, go and find it maybe maybe but yeah I think that's uh, I think I'm done with the division now anyway and I think I might just not replace it with anything on the Saturdays that's not bad well, playing on Saturdays is a bad idea I it, feel. it is I think in a way for me because I've been doing a lot of these long day hikes and yeah. I've you know, been you, trying to get back oh, in time at the for, moment for one you're going to be completely knackered from the hike yeah, yeah. two you're going to be completely pissed off from Doctor Who <laughs> I haven't seen any Doctor Who oh, yeah. is it on again yeah apparently oh, no I've been watching I, yeah. I just bounced off of all that yeah. anyway so I think just yeah I think Saturdays because the, the days are getting longer I might want to try some overnight hiking or camping or stuff or just go in long distances and stay in the B&B somewhere look at yeah. some places you know real world things I know I know it's the start of the end it's a slippery slope it is. but um, but yeah the division up. the division <laughs> what are you done with Tim <laughs> I know finally I'm growing up it was going to happen eventually um, yeah the division yeah it was alright it was alright right, and I'd rather leave now than, than come to absolutely hate it uh, I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed the journey, but yeah. there's not a lot to do at the top end that isn't, you know, rinse and repeat, repeat frustrations. So there we go. Over to you. We went to a board game night. We did. Yes, oh, board game day. Yes, fact. friend uh, of long, the show. Very long board game day with lots of friends of the show. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, um, played many games. I want to talk about two of them. Okay. Yeah. Can you yeah, guess? It was it was a whole long day, and we played about eight or nine things the yeah. other day. It was a very busy. There were two games that stuck in my mind that, as being interesting. Okay. Uh, can you guess which of those two were? Um, I think Bloodborne card game thing. We'll give that away because it's behind you. Yeah. Okay. The Bloodborne card game, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. And what was the other? What any other games there catch your mind? Oh, I don't know. It was a bit of a welter and a blur, to be honest. I didn't like Smash Up, to be honest. That was just a bit of a mess. No, I didn't like thing. that. Um, then that Sura of the Seas. I quite like that. Yeah. That's a quick go of that. That's quite quite I nice, quite aesthetic. Uh, you're gonna have to help me out here. Code names. Codenames, yes. Codenames is a game where you basically have two teams. Uh, one's a spy ma- we, we had four people, so one person was the spy master, one was the person guessing on each team. Yeah. Um, I was very clever and made sure my girlfriend was on a different team than me, so she didn't have any. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one coming. Uh, and you have a grid of five by five words on a table. Yes, so there's a whole load of cards with just words on, basically. Yeah. And there's hundreds of cards. And double. These, these You're words, never going to run out of these words. These words are, are nominally the code names of, of friendly and yeah. enemy agents. And, and the spy masters have a board, a tiny little card, which says which team each word's on which is the instant lose word and which teams are neutral which words are neutral and so then the spy master has to say uh look at all the words on the board look at all the ones that they want in their color and say rivers three which means rivers is the clue and three is the uh, number of cards that you need to guess so if you're guessing you then look along the grid of words and try and find three different words in there that the clue rivers yeah. could allude to and of course a lot of the time it especially when you're starting it's going to be um city one because there's a city you there. can absolutely do one at a time yeah but the, the, the but clever when you get, I, I dream of the day when i get a something five which is all <laughs> of them well i think you've got like six or seven friendly agents six or seven enemy agents there's about five or so civilians so basically if you guess your turns over basically if you, you guess uh, you you pick your cards one at a time and then the spy master will tell you yes or no um yeah friendly enemy or whatever it is uh if you hit one of your own then that's good you can yep. have another guess if you hit any of the enemy ones they get their point uh, and your your turn ends. If you hit one of the civilians, no one gets a point, but the turn ends. And if you hit the assassin, one of these uh, one card in this twenty five grid represents an assassin. That's I, you lose immediately. I found the assassin was <laughs> nearly always on the most useful word. <laughs> well, that means you have to be really careful because you can't just sort of spam out some really general clue that could allude yeah. to, to fifteen cards. Yeah, it, it they'll, seems they'll hit the assassin. It seems arbitrary, but mm. I think it really is needed. It's a very clever, well it designed is. game, and it's one of those games where you can explain it to some who isn't into games mm. it's a brilliant uh, uh shut, shut up and sit down call it an opener it's a game where you just got a bunch of people together you could play this game the rounds take 10 minutes or so it's pretty quick yeah uh 
10 15 depends how good you are uh and uh you could explain it to a non-board game playing person very easily because the concept is so simple yeah. and there's absolutely nothing complicated about it except for needing vocabulary well yes no i mean it's, it's very clever and elegantly constructed and, work, and works well but it falls into that category of games which i'm starting to not like quite so much the more of them i play and this includes mysterium as another one I, this, this is basically I mean, yeah. this is basically the category of games which i'm calling how well do you know your friends you know and yeah. to be honest I, I i have very little calibration with other human beings on a general basis this is pretty much my you know, my human being face time here now um and i have a lot of friends a lot of my friendships are conducted across voice chat and mumble i don't really see body language i don't really know people very well and the the, the whole point of these games is to try and get your team to synchronize wavelength of thought patterns you know basically you gotta be thinking about the same kinds of things when you shout rivers or, or dead i used to dead three as one of my openers and that actually worked but the person who was guessing mine completely got the wrong ones that i wasn't thinking of but <laughs> fortunately it worked anyway but the point being is that you've got to you've got to know how the people you're playing with think and i suppose this game and mysterium as well i mean i don't know if we've talked about mysterium no, before yeah, maybe that maybe. was played on on the game day but we'll talk about that another time yeah. well it's it's a very similar kind kind of game essentially. Well, it's incredibly random well mysterium and works with cards with v- really weird images on and you're basically trying to convey meaning using just a choice of strange pictures yeah what which somehow hints to a particular thing the and problem i have with mysterium is the reach between having to get the meaning on the pictures you have available you're trying to fit the meaning onto the pictures not take the meaning from the pictures whereas in code names you're trying, you're to, trying to, to the meaning guess from what, the words you're trying to which guess what a, a person easier. is thinking That's yeah but the, the code names is a lot simpler and a lot easier because if you say rivers it's okay, a bit more precise yancy and whatever and you can get it it's a bit more precise certainly but it does entirely hinge on how well do you know the people you're playing with or who are on your team so i suppose that works well for repeated dinner party yeah. sort of games yeah i mean if you're just sort of playing i don't know some weird pickup game at a conference or, or you know a convention or, or whatever or, or in a game shop or well, whatever, I, then it gets a bit harder i think I, I think that the the way that that works with the number if you know somebody really well you're going to get higher numbers to guess yeah but if nobody knows anybody it's going to be lower number of guesses yeah i mean you can and it's going to self-balance if you're playing against a couple who've been together forever then yeah it's probably really hard psychic twins yeah creepy twins from a horror movie or something they're going to be yeah, going, they're, they're going to be creepy twins from I, I do i play far too many board games with creepy twins from horror movies and they're going to be getting like you know word seven and just going and getting it all yeah. it's going to be no I, I really liked it as a game and um Hatred of other people aside, um, I I think that um, it does really work. It it can be incredibly unbalanced if you do have people who are really close and people who aren't close, I think. But I think it's it's a nice and it's probably also it's clever and it's quick. Yes, I think it probably has a certain educational aspect in terms of yeah. students, you know, synonyms. And Although, so when you're playing, hypothetically, if you're playing it with a kid and the kid pipes up saying, do the answers have to be in English? It's at that point <laughs> you think, hello, I've been hustled. <laughs> What's going on here? Because <laughs> that did actually happen. Uh, yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah, so I, I quite liked it. Very clever. I, uh, yeah, uh, it may well be one that I get hold of. Excellent. The other game uh, that I really liked was a game which I got for two reasons, mm. which is uh, Bloodborne. One first reason, yep. it's a card game based on Bloodborne. How can that be good? Um, yeah. See, that's what I first yeah, thought. It, and the other reason it's very was it got shipped into the UK. Sony turned around and was very Sony and said no more. Sorry, uh, no more shipping anymore to the UK, and so it's really hard to get now. So what's that? I don't know. They have the license. Hmm. It's Sony being Sony. Sony don't like money. <laughs> Sony hate so Europe. I, I know that was a fun catchphrase <laughs> that we often use on this show, but I never thought that you know a large multinational corporation would single out an entire geopolitical region <sighs> out of spite. But you appara- look at the evidence. Sony do hate Europe. Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. yeah, it's a card game, uh, basically, uh, which captures the core mechanic of Bloodborne quite well, which is trying to get. Uh, uh, basically blood echoes from killing monsters Mm. Uh, you have X number of players um, and uh, you have some gear and you have hit points and you basically have a series of boss fights or normal fights Uh Um, so basically you'll start off you might have one monster which has six hit points you need to kill which are basically the blood echoes you take turns doing it you play a card which is your weapon and that card may do x number of damage so if you do three damage you take the three points off him put them in your uh to be banked one 
because you can lose them if you die mm. and then it goes to the next player and when they die they're dead and then the player that killed them gets trophy points as well. Oh, no, everyone who did damage in that round gets trophy right. points, which is more points. So if you're there for the kill, uh, you uh, get extra points. Yeah. Um, if And they do damage back, as you'd expect. There's normal monsters and um, uh, bosses. Bosses stay around for multiple rounds. Normal monsters run away at the end of the first round. So you can get a round where you've got a, a monster with lots and lots of hit points, and you just know you're not going to take him down. So at that point, you know, you're not going to get those trophy kills at the end. Mm. Because there's very little odds to take it down. Now you can bugger off to Sanctuary, which is uh, where you go and you can move your used cards back into your uh, deck. You can... um, into your hand and and you can also um, get all your hit points back and you bank any blood uh, orbs point things that you've got since Mm -hmm. you last were there. Which means that when you die, you don't lose them. Mm. And... That's all the game is. You buy upgrade cards at Sanctuary stage oh, yeah. as well. You, you, you buy the upgrade. You, well, you don't buy, you just take. Yeah, yeah. You go to Sanctuary and you have to take a upgrade card. And you've got a max hand card size. And also you, you may get rid of this axe and take um, uh, uh, a first striking rifle thing. And uh, it gives you an advantage the next time you go around. See, I never played Bloodborne, so I had really no idea what was going on there. I'm guessing it's quite a grim, dark game, though, because pretty much all the artwork in the game is black with dark grey text we on it and blood splashes play it everywhere. We did left. Well, yes, yeah, quite. Yeah. Um, yeah, it struck me, it reminded me of Thunderstone a bit, but much more cut down, limited yeah. back reconstruction. It's a lot aspects. faster. And Dominion as well. There's a lot, of, a lot of tactics in there that you wouldn't expect. There's a lot of uh, turn turn ordering shenanigans. I think that's the thing. It's it's it being able to jump in before other people to reset yeah. your position. Yeah, in the turn. if the monster has six hit points left, hmm. and you know the people in front of you, the two people in front of you are probably going to do a three and a three attack, or maybe a two and a three attack. Then okay, maybe I want to try and attack, but I may not get an attack in because he died before it gets to me. Or if he's only got two left and you're fourth in the round, you know there's no point in me actually doing any combat this round unless I can use something which gets a first strike in. Yeah, so it's trying to sort of gazump each other to get the points yeah. seems to be a and large part of it. There's also a couple of weapons which damage everyone else mm. so there's there's a cannon which does one point of damage to everybody yeah i which mean it can be used you know if somebody's really really low to make sure they can't bank that 100 points they have waiting to bank or whatever it is yeah they made me do the manual read and, and i was going through the gump at the start and i was getting the impression very early on that there would be a lot more pvp than there actually turned out we didn't to be. need as much pvp i thought there was a lot of it was playing against each other in, in quite a brutal fashion yeah we didn't need it it didn't seem to um, really do that much occasionally you can do a damage point to everyone else except yourself i did discover the most broken card in the game up until the point where i realized it was completely balanced is that the one that kept doing letting you go to the healing place it was was the one that let me go to sanctuary at the end of each round Mm. but that only works as long as you're not winning at the moment you're winning it no longer works well it it did quite a low amount of damage as well yeah i I was just sort of pinging away at damage and i can go from bank each turn which Mm. is good because my score went up and up and up and i consistent thing but i suppose there's more risky yeah but the moment i got ahead of everyone else Mm. that was useless and had to go back and play normally and by that time, other people had that card too. Yes, everyone was twigging as to how useful it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an incredibly good game. I really like it. Just a shame it's really hard to get hold of now because Sony and Arcos. does it really gain anything from being Bloodborne and blood tokens and weird dripping sword no, blade it, cards and it things? It could be anything. Yeah, it's the the numerical abstraction of it seemed quite elegant, quite it, well yeah, put it's together. A ni- it's one of those nice games that which works despite its IP and its Fantasy Flight manual. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. It wasn't actually. Yeah, they, they must have. They must be learning. And they might hide someone. Maybe hired a technical author yeah. or something since those old days. It was days. really short as well. They did manual, have the little turny dial for the hit points as well, though. That's yeah. Well, yeah. Fancy fancy flight. They have to have the turny dial. They must, have a, pa- must have a patent on that or something. I think they probably do. Because <laughs> you don't see it anywhere else at all. There's probably a patent on the back. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Age fourteen up. Yeah. Uh, three to five players. Uh, Thirty to fifty minutes. Does that sound realistic? I can't remember how long you guys were We were playing for quite a while. We yeah. played about an hour. About an but hour, that was the first game. Yeah. You can go quite fast if you know what you're doing. Pretty much every game we play is the first game, isn't it? Or it's been so long since we played it before that yeah. we have to learn all the rules really from scratch is. as well anyway. So. It, it's the uh, plight just, of modern gaming. But then I can't really fathom how people couldn't play the same board game every week for you know well, more, we m- did, many, many weeks we at a time. We did a long time of constantly playing Catan, didn't we? 
Yeah, yeah. And no, at the end, even that wasn't every week. That was yeah, yeah it's a couple times a year. Mm. And at the end of it, we bought a guitar. <laughs> well, yeah. So I like the variety, and for me, it's a it's a form. It's the exploration, yeah, the explorer Bartle type gameplay as applied to board games, which sort of makes me want to go and play something different every time yeah. I play a board yeah, game. Yeah, but it, you don't learn any f- nuanced strategy, and half the time you forget the rules as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> and some of these rule sets are getting a bit over the top. Yeah, yeah. How far did we get with Twilight Imperium in the end? Did we, uh, we, we pressed the stuff out the sprues and then no, we lost no, we the got room. some of the stuff off the sprues. <laughs> That's a ridiculous. I keep meaning to spend game. an hour and take the rest of the stuff off the sprues. It, yeah, it needs to be ready to go if we're ever going to stand a chance of playing that. It looks fascinating. It looks interesting. Twilight we'll, Imperium is basically we'll do it for the show one time. It's basically Master of Orion sort of space-based 4X type game, but as a board game, it's very similar to Eclipse. Yeah, Eclipse, is, Eclipse works Eclipse, better. Eclipse is a lot faster, a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of hexagon tiles with planets on and things. It looks fascinating. We should cover them for the show. I think I think it's going to take a weekend to learn how to play it, though. Yeah, it probably will. But yeah, but hard to get both of those games. Apparently. Well, we're going to be up in the amount of board game uh, content we do in this. Yeah, because computer games are rubbish. Yeah, computer games are rubbish. Yeah, dumb board. Actually, you're saying that, but Dawn of War three is out this week, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> we're obsessed with that. Mm. Yeah, so. I, I really like Bloodborne as a game. It's really good. If you get hold of a copy, I do recommend it. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to talk about The Witness. I finished it. Yay! Yes, I did cheat in the end. I looked one puzzle up. A, okay. si- a single, a a single a grid puzzle. Draw a line. Is that how you want the Yes, puzzle? you had to draw yeah. a line, but I couldn't work out how the line was drawn. It, so it turned out, so I was banging on about, uh, last time we were talking about this, I was banging on about this timed piece where you had to start a record playing. It played two pieces of classical music yeah. during which time you have to do 14 puzzles in a row. Yeah. I still haven't finished that. That turned out to be the secret bonus uh, hidden extra bit, which I, because I, I got stuck on this, I was literally two grid puzzles from the very end of it, and I got stuck on that one. And I thought, oh, maybe this isn't a completable puzzle at all, um, which actually it was. Uh, but that sent me back looking for some other stuff, and I was looking so intent towards other stuff that I ended up um, <laughs> ended up finding the secret hidden di- part where all this other nonsense was 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 in was uh, all in there as well. So anyway, it turns out I didn't really need to do that. Now there's more to do. So anyway, yes, you f- you finish that and it takes you out to, onto the bottom of this beach. So you can go into yeah. this big gla- great glass elevator cage thing that flies up in the sky, gives you a big old sweep of the island, does lots of pretentious quotes from books and things and then and then dumps you back at the start and undoes all the puzzles okay. and then if you do the one of the first puzzles again in a certain way it opens up the end credits area where you wander around finding audio logs which has the end credits being read you out have to do puzzles to get the end credits <laughs> no no i was looking for puzzles everywhere in there and it was really boring uh, and then that goes off into some weird my god it's full of stars type ending i probably should have got some video but you can find it online it's going to be hugely spoilerific if i do yeah but you can find that if you really want to know but and then it gets to the end of the the weird my god it's full of stars floating through a void with weird lampposts floating in the sky type bit and then you end up in some fmv bit that is literally about half an hour long wow that's i wonder take- why it's such a big download <laughs> there is this video that's taken first person perspective like he's wearing a head cam or something i'm assuming it's jonathan blow it might just be an actor or something but basically it's a bloke waking up in a computer gaming dev studio taking a load of iv stuff off <laughs> and then staggering around and, and, and fiddling with stuff and then, and then collapsing in the garden so i don't know you know spoilers there sorry everyone Probably should have given you more of a spoiler alert, but I don't so, think yeah, that's gonna I don't think anyone cares. It, it it means nothing. It's it's weird. It's very very pretentious, but then the whole game is. Yes, that's pretty much his. Have theme. you played the Jonathan Blow game? Yeah, I've played the other Jonathan Blow yeah. game. Yeah, I, I didn't really get on with Braid much, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed the Witness. Though it's very good as a puzzle game, uh, and I haven't finished the what they call the environment puzzles, which is all these squiggles all across yeah. the landscape that fill up on these these obelisk pillar things around them. So um, so basically, you've got a lot of replay value going through and finding all that and. Yes, there is all that hidden stuff with the timed music box puzzle that I've still got to finish as well. But I'm quite content now, actually. And, you know, is that I don't know. You know, reaching the the end of the story or whatever has a sort of weird effect on me. It's not fundamentally changed the game in any specific way, unless you know you're Fallout Three and it kills you. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I, it does take a lot of the wind out of myself. As long as there is a big story somewhere else that I haven't finished yet, I'm quite happy to putter around and explore the world and do all the side quests and generally, you know, immerse myself and live in these worlds. But as soon as you tick the box, have yes, I've saved the world, I am the chosen one, suddenly it's like, 
wow, I've got all these other games I need to get on with really. Time's depressing. I'm getting older. Crack on. Um, yeah, so I've, I don't know. I mean, I might dabble with The Witness. I'll leave it installed, but it's not going to be a main game, I don't think. No. But very good. I, I, I highly recommend it, actually. I do think it is worth the money. I think it is a fantastic experience. Essentially, it is the modern incarnation of your Mist-like experience. Um, actually, well, there was a Mist thing. I can't remember what it's called now. Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, the name's entirely gone. But there was the people, Cyan Studios, who did Mist, did a did a thing recently, kickstart and launched it and released it, and I can't remember what it's called, but I'm sure you can find that if you do a bit of searching. And that was that was only about a year or two ago as well. So that style of of like weird, inexplicable world full of puzzles type game is still being made. The, yeah. the stuff is still out there. It's not, you know, it's never, it never was, never going to be AAA. Actually, wasn't Mist one of the biggest games yeah, of all time? It really for, was. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for you know, most of the late nineties, it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Was yeah. only overtaken when like uh, Sims of, came out. Yeah, or Half Life Two or something. But yeah, it, it really. I know yeah. it was way bigger than Half Life Two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that kind of game has its following, and and it's not necessarily us. Yeah. It's not necessarily your normal gamers, but. No. But I really enjoyed it. I recommend that. I think yeah, forty pat forty quid is perhaps a bit. Steep. It's not cheaper now. But yeah, wait for a Steam sale. But it's definitely worth picking up because uh, just just the brain brain teasing training of it all the the excess mental exercise and the, the satisfaction of, of, of getting the way through. I guess I had to look up one puzzle at the end. Um, it was one of these column puzzles where the whole puzzle, puzzle the puzzle essentially is a is a grid, but it's on to, it's on a column goes all the way around. Yeah. So you have to draw lines around this column and up and then around the column, and I couldn't work out the way to cover every single point and drove me mad so I thought oh god alright you know so I've got other games to play let's get on with it I mean yeah perhaps we have got is patience dead yes <laughs> right let's move on then <laughs> over to you uh, I've been bizarrely getting back into 40k okay uh, which is really bizarre considering announcements this weekend what um, announcements were there this weekend a new edition new oh, wow you know every Blimey. book every book what they up to all now? the codex books is, yes uh, obsolete <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised it's taken this long. Well, so, they tend to be so sort of. As, as a lifelong Games Workshop fan, are you now obliged to go out and buy everything again? No, because the new rules are free, and it looks steady. like they're doing the Age of Sigmar model, which is having very cheap books. And can you use all your existing miniatures, or you've yeah. got to buy all those again? All the miniatures okay. are fine, and all the armies are fine. So that's actually, that sounds almost magnanimous that's an opportunity to refine and revise and improve the rules at oh. no extra cost to mm. the customer the reason why all of the current books are obsolete is mm. they're obviously changing the rules enough that none of those work anymore so the, whole system, the numbers and rules are the different. whole system's very yeah. uh, if it's anything like age mm. of sigma then yeah it's it's subtle but major okay they, they're, and they're not charging you for the rules no uh, that's one of the things Age of Sigmar did. They realized, I mean, that's what you'd expect from a normal company, but this is going to work, shall we? The announcement was... Uh, <laughs> Charge you for the air you're breathing in the shop. The announcement actually had the comment, this is the new Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who yeah. are you? What have you done with Games Workshop? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, something they did with Age of Sigmar, which was, they realised if you have to spend 100 quid before you buy a single model and put it on the table, well, that's, that's something that's of a barrier quite, to entry. Yes, yes. I mean, that's not... I mean, there must be there must be starting to understand that all the people who were in to it in first edition and rogue trader are basically dying of heart attacks and things these days yeah. mainly at the announcement of eighth edition <laughs> oh the number of people who quit much? the game over the weekend yeah oh oh, oh was this, is there a forum i can yeah. go and look at one of the guys i was following I was taking a list the of the people who've quit mm. so he can see when they mention it again because <laughs> <laughs> we want to no one's quitting somewhere. yeah yeah, yeah. if you've been if you're with them this far you're going to take anything there's, they give there's you. two problems with 40k that need fixing one is the barrier to entry cost wise yes. and i don't mean the cost of the minis that much i mean the cost of everything else you need to play well, you need the paints you need the table you need some sort of dedicated facility for the play, for the stuff ah uh, yeah exactly and the other thing is the length of time it takes to play scenery so you don't need any of that stuff if the amount of time it takes to play isn't an entire day or an oh, entire afternoon. We've played occasionally yeah. and we've tried. Yeah, it takes all we've afternoon. We've done, what, 750-point games? And they've and taken, we've they've done, taken three We've hours. done 12.50 and it's taken all afternoon. Yeah, four or five hours ago. It's not a casual endeavour. No. And yes. And the rules are too complicated and the, uh, people don't die fast enough for you to finish. But it's not serious business enough to attract the sorts of people who, who, who lovingly reenact Wellington at Waterloo yeah. or Trafalgar and whatever. So what we need them to do is we need them to one support smaller numbers of models uh, something age of sigma did was go from scale reasonably well from uh, dozen models 20 models well, up to 100 models because basically 1250 points of grey knights is what, seven seven of them yeah, yeah. 
Whereas I and was, you went with orcs. I went with orcs, which was probably why the games took five hours. Yeah, 250 orcs is, is literally oh, 250 The orcs. times I played orcs versus tyranids. <laughs> yes. that, those were long yes. games. Basically, those who don't know games, orcs are very cheap, but very numerous, the bit of the yeah. Zergy horde army. And the Zerg is literally what the tyranids are. So again, large, large numbers of models, I think which, are, which are correspondingly not... Not not cheaper in real money to buy, which just does penalise people yeah. who like horde armies yeah. a lot. But plastic if it, miniature it, is a plastic miniature. If it works out so that you can play with a smaller number of people, well, yeah. and people take, take it back to the skirmishing games, but also can, support the big ones still mm. using the uh, same rules, which Sigma mm. sort of does quite well now. And, and what it's basically done is made people a lot more killable. Okay, because the problem being that uh, if somebody you, you shoot at a squad. Yeah, they don't die. Well, the point they is, hang around. They lose a couple of people. Well, that's the thing. The, the whole the whole game can functionally be reduced down because the way certainly forty k has worked all in the past is that your squad sizes are functionally the hit points, and the squad is is still a single yeah. entity with with attack dice and, and number of shots and so on. So the squad, the the large collection of miniatures, is is functionally one thing, and that could easily be replaced with one guy who yeah. has. 20 hit points instead of 20 guys with one yeah you need to look at it that way yeah which is when you start to get a horde army against say a and that's uh, actually what happens with your your super powered terminators or whatever your high end high end sort of terminators I mean high end ever yeah but you you that's the problem. You, you you count individual wounds and you look at it. Yeah. Okay, I've got 100 grots here. Hmm. Cheapest unit in the game. That's interesting. It, it sort of mirrors the, the transition from, from traditional RTS to MOBAs in gaming. MOBAs is all about individual heroes yeah. running around. Yeah, and that, the minions that are just scenery. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. The, 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 the little secret about 40k that no one likes to admit is if you run an army completely of grots, hmm. that unit for the same amount of points as a larger model is, is far more survivable. I suppose. You need a much bigger area of effect to hit you need, Yeah, because yeah, it's basically ablative wounds. Distributed, uh, distributed so, yeah, hero, yeah. Don't know what they're going to do with, you know, uh, rumours is they're going to go uh, to things like... Uh, you, simplifying the combat down so you don't have that stupid That'd table yeah. and you just have a plus minus to because again like i was saying earlier it's the oh god how do we play this problem every time we want to have a crack at this thing and and you know the first two hours is spent just trying to find the rules and work out what goes where and who does what when and yeah nobody's ever played a game of 40k where they haven't about, had to look at the manual you're just about getting the flow of that and then you know sort of eight hours later it's time, do you know, do you know how long the, pa- the rules are the basic rules for age of sigma no four pages that's more like it. We can go with that. That's 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 moving it back into sort of board game territory. Yeah, I think. and the individual units have other rules. Yeah, but that depends on what units you bring. So yeah, no, you no, and it was so. written on the bit of paper. Yeah, but even the basic float was a nightmare in the original game. So I don't know. So have you ever had a look at these rules? You had a read through? No, they're not out yet. They're not out yet. They okay. just announced them oh, that okay. they're coming. So everyone's uh, guessing as what they're going to be. Everyone's brushing and off the models, getting ready. Yeah, well, mm. everyone's, now everyone's rage quitting because that's what happened. <laughs> it, it's it's the uh, sequence of um, game update denial, oh, rage yeah. quits, uh, quiet it. acceptance. Uh, <laughs> You've changed it. Now it's ruined <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah, everyone has everyone secret has, buying. Everyone has the expansion that they claim ruined the game. Yeah, yeah and it's different for a lot of people. And, and the next expansion that ruined the game, yeah. and the next expansion that ruined the game. Yeah. They'll have them all. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I'm, are you are you enthusiastic? About I am. Yeah, but then I was enthusiastic beforehand, and mm. um, like I said, we're going to be doing more. Maybe not on this channel. Maybe on a sister channel. Yeah, oh. uh, a bit of a longer form stuff like battle reports and stuff. I think because and also other games as well, not just 40k, because yeah, that was quite interesting. Uh, and yeah, yeah and it's just perfect timing really because I was getting all that sorted, and then they went out and said new edition coming. Ah. Makes it all a bit more relevant again. Yeah, uh, which is bizarre because Games Workshop. Well, I <laughs> yeah. still can't get over the weirdness of Games Workshop being relatively nice. Well, it's that or die, really, isn't it? Because their yeah. their the, the sort well, of previous contempt for their customers was not really doing them any favors. In the what year or so since they've completely changed, 
they no, have no, some guy from Xbox. I'm yeah, not so much yeah, Xbox yeah. Guy, the guy, the guy who helped launch the 360 is doing a lot of their marketing yeah, yeah. now. I so don't know if he's left a, yet. He's got to brought some. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's basically stuff like do not penalize your community. Mm. You know all that social media you get onto every couple of years, and then people complain, and you run away screaming. Mm. Stay on it. Yeah. Don't mm. run away scream. Don't lock it down. Don't complain when anyone mentions your IP. Good, but uh, yeah, this modern age, you can't ignore that. No, you can't. You just can't. And I think that it's going to have a lot of potential so i've been uh, starting to put together my uh, uh gene Steeler um cult force hmm. which i've been meaning to play well i've been meaning to buy for ages i started okay. buying it up i've been meaning i've been wanting to play since the early 90s i'm still not tempted to start collecting that stuff <laughs> i mean i'm no. happy to have to play with yeah, well, you will. Armies, yeah but, there, there will uh, be no, some no, battles just, there will be a battle of eighth edition when it releases it's always just been that way too expensive for what it is for me and then I suppose also I generally I don't buy a lot of board games myself because I'm you know usually I go to other people who've got board games yeah. and play on theirs but but um, yeah just no real need or useful I think I I think I own an Uncharted Seas fleet you remember that yeah that Spartan Games reboot of Man of War that well go, not quite a reboot of a, re- a game along the same lines <laughs> I would say inspired by yeah yeah just which is just like ten ten small ship models I painted yeah. them up they're in a box ready to go you know play that again at some point but that's the kind of army i could go with you know just like a, you know, perhaps 10 or 12 models that you buy once paint up and are ready to you play might whenever be, you like well <laughs> then you're looking at something like um armageddon which is their new game which is basically a reboot of necromunda oh uh, that was the sort of small skirmish yeah sort of hive world yeah yeah exactly and the rules are almost exactly the same as before just with a different campaign on it and a lot of people are excited about that because yeah it is a you know 12 (laughs) models uh if that or maybe that a you're blood bowl team or a blood bowl team blood bowl again just re-released there. you buy you, quite a finite you go thing. into the shop you pick up the uh, plastic kits of all of the models you need for your team and that's the, all the models you technically you need yeah. you, then you can focus on playing the game not going out and having to buy more and more stuff every time you lose a battle because you think oh I haven't got the right kind of artillery so off I go to games workshop here's a hundred pounds please help you know I mean it's, yeah, yeah that, that is fair that doesn't really it just seems like a slope a slippery slope to be honest <laughs> but yeah some small fixed yeah literally a team rather than an army I well, think is something that more people could get they've also been releasing lots and lots of uh, board games uh, which the, their board games exist for two reasons mm. one is a subtle limited edition release of miniatures for less cost yeah yeah um, just a small open and shut project rather than here's yeah. another so, franchise we're going to go for uh, the, the one they released recently was uh, Dark Eldar racing game <laughs> okay so the guys on the um, Green Goblin style things against the guys on the jet bikes oh yeah uh, and the box for that was a massive reduction on buying the miniatures separately oh, and they're using the miniatures from the actual Dark yeah. Eldar army yeah fire? and uh, last year there was one that's, using that's uh, using uh, titans because uh, you've already got all the miniatures and the collateral yeah. done you just need to come up with the rule system so that you can use these units in unexpected ways and <laughs> yeah and there was a game with two knights yeah. uh, a bit of scenery mm. all off the shelf minis massive reduction of price if you bought them in this box limited really? edition box yeah uh, and then uh, but, uh, a game put over the top the number of people who played that game is probably minuscule because everyone well, just thought a way of get getting it. two cheap knights and some scenery you'd get, yeah but that's that's the sort of uh, uh, victim of abuse syndrome that most games workshop customers have grown up with isn't it oh my god I only have to pay £200 for these three miniatures yeah. that's a bargain which is that. why we're going to play every single one of these I would, games I, I like the idea of new and interesting ways to play rather than you know, just the same old in fact sitting on the table in front of us we have some of the miniatures from one of the games I'm really? up really yeah. interested. they can't see that that's actually no they can't yeah yeah you should see it in here it's a tip it really is <clears throat> it's the gaming facility though yeah, yeah. the lab yeah it's just, there's a table in front of us which has a bit of painting on it at the moment because I'll be painting prepping for the new season the new edition of rules yeah yeah and i'd like to try blood bowl i think i've never played it yeah we, we should do it for the show have you got that you getting the new one i haven't got it yet you but i will get the new one i will get the new one yeah. i got the old one you got the old one yeah gosh i think i vaguely might, we might have played it a long time ago in the first edition or something but yeah mm, no anyway. i'll get i'll get the new one because yeah. i've been meaning to get it anyway so because cool. the minis more are quite board nice games, so yeah, yeah more, more board games yeah. what i'm thinking of doing and Everyone chime up in the comments as to what you think would be best. I'm going to put board game content on the normal feed, mm. uh, which will be us talking about games. 
uh, another and, feed, another and, channel. No, and another f- another channel, for another video channel. Need before we have a media just, empire, just well. Three, three, and a, a video, a video channel for you know, uh, battle reports, maybe, and stuff about what I've been painting, <laughs> that kind of stuff. We can need to hire a load more staff. Cause we are. Yeah. I'm not sure I got the time. I don't know that. if anyone's going to be interested in that, but I thought I'd do it anyway because <laughs> it's a place to put it. Yeah, and what else am I going to do? Mm. Basically, cool. got uh, to fill the time somehow. Yeah. So what else? I've been casting around looking for games to play because you know I'm in this this weird oh, you know, end of one season, start of another. We totally, I, I I've totally given up on Guild Wars too. I I don't know if everyone else is, perhaps everyone else is still in there on a Friday and just not telling me. That's fine. Um, but yes, again, you know, I think I'd got enough out of the new stuff that was there so far. I mean, there's some more living story going on, but catch up with that eventually. Whatever. Um, yeah, so what I ended up installing also stuff Firefall. Do you remember that? Firefall. Rocket pack, jumpy MMO. Oh, yes. With the like, weird yes. nanophage thing yeah, taking that, over Brazil. That disappeared without a trace. Yeah, and it's, it's apparently it's still there. I thought, oh, well, I'm quite fancy a bit of that. I wonder what that's doing. So I downloaded it. It's on, just downloaded yeah. it off of Steam, fired it up. It went completely black screen, nothing. Uh, so it turns out the. The current NVIDIA graphics drivers don't work with Firefall, and I imagine that's probably not NVIDIA's fault, generally. Because well, it, it, NVIDIA's drivers work with every other game. NVIDIA did break Minecraft. Oh, yes, but uh, given that the last news item on Firefall's main front webpage was dated May 2016, I, got, I don't think anyone has noticed that the graphics drivers don't work and make and makes Firefall unplayable at the moment. So well, you was, would think that if they were having people play it regularly, then losing a large ch- you know? percentage of your market <laughs> would get noticed. <laughs> they just completely made it... Un- it's completely unplayable at the moment, and I don't think anyone's noticed except me, yeah. so uh, that's, I think that's a dead game, to I be think honest. it probably is. Uh, yeah, there might be the occasional like, 10, 20 people still knocking about in there, I yeah, even assuming because I thought yeah okay I could wind back the graphics drivers but I'm not going to do that just for this no. <laughs> <laughs> go back yeah, God knows how many fixes and optimizations across the board just no, so pr- please don't time. make Minecraft not work for well, it exactly yeah I mean, there's a bit of a Russian roulette game there so I basically uninstalled that straight away so that's 20 gig of download I'm not going to get yeah. back and that took blinking three hours because I got terrible internet um, what else did I end up at uh, Star Trek Online, I got that downloaded. I'm having a poke around in there at the moment. What's the I, event? Uh, there's no event. Wow. No, no, no. Before. So what are you feeling a bit listless? And, uh, <laughs> no, it didn't really grab me because there wasn't <laughs> 40 days of jetpacking through rings in the sky on a tropical island to do. That's coming, I imagine. Yeah. We got a lot of swimwear in that game nowadays. I don't know what happened when I was away. Something, some drastic change of direction. I think. Well, you know, the Federation have a uh, policy change, and next thing you know, it's all swimwear on the uh, bridge. Well, I thought I never finished the Delta Quadrant, so I never found out what the hell was going on with the the, the Voyager cast and all the rest of it. So I thought oh, they I'm, were they I'm were pick away. At they that were basically being incompetent, yeah. and then nothing really happened. Yeah. So I thought I'd I'd, so I, I managed to push on through the remaining story. I've only about three or four missions to the end of the Delta Quadrant stuff, uh, Delta Rising expansion pack. I think it turned out it was the Iconians all along, which is the standard <sighs> answer to every story. And the Iconians were such a rubbish thing <laughs> in thought, next gen. This would set him off. Yeah, they were nothing. The Iconians are responsible. They are the shadowy puppet masters who are responsible for every. Every single thing that goes on in Star Trek Online, it's always it always turns out to be two episodes, <laughs> two. They had a cutscene where one of them turned up and vaporized the entire Klingon High Council at one point, and it looked like this floating thing from World of Warcraft with all like coloured stuff. I don't know what they looked like on the telly show, but it didn't look like that. I thought, wow, it's a World of Warcraft boss. They were overexposed. I don't know what's happening, to be honest. Um, there so was a Mark Twain bit. <laughs> it turns out I've got a couple of T6 ships I'd ground out in previous okay. uh, episodes of uh, mental illness, so I can tick with that a bit. I don't know if I, I no plans at all on static grouping that. I think that's just going to be a thing I'm going to chip yeah. away at. Mostly because I just want it's like it's like the Lotro thing, isn't it? You sort of want to know how the story ends, but you don't want to put up with all the bullshit that you have to go yeah. through to get to the end yeah. of it. Yeah. But with Star Trek Online, you're actually quite it's actually quite feasible to just push on the story, 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 be done, you know, and then go away. It's one of the things not, they did reasonably well. Do the dailies not rinse and repeat your pve queues not bother with the battle zones or war zones or whatever the current nonsense well, is when it launched they had the the grand plan for making the plot go forward quite rapidly and then it, it was canon for a while yeah. until it decided not to be canon and oh was the big reboot don't films. get me started on the whole <laughs> games are canon up until the point the next film is released <laughs> <Games are canon laughs> on everything games are canon as long as no serious media yeah. needs the canon yeah 
Tron 2.0. Oh, yes. Canon up until Tron Legacy. That was a fantastic story that were integrated really well yeah. with the, the, the original Tron film. It was it, it was well tightly plotted, well acted, yeah. everything. I enjoyed that a lot. And then along comes yeah, the Tron Legacy or whatever. And just, okay, whatever. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Yeah. Canon up until the point that <laughs> um, everyone realised how crap the game was. The Star Trek game for the uh, 2009 reboot. Canon up until the point that uh, it was so bad that uh, uh, Abrams had to come out and say that he thinks it did the film damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's probably more. Yeah. And all those wonderful Timothy Zahn books that are no longer canon. I have you know that Timothy Zahn's Thrawn book just comes out this week or I, last week. I like the Thrawn book. There's a new one. He was actually a very good, well-drawn character, despite the yeah. uh, trashy airport, airport paperbackness yeah. of the rest of those books. Uh, there's a new Thrawn book, because Thrawn is an Thrawn's thing cool. again. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's that. I've been tinkering around with X Rebirth again. It's play all the space things. Yay! Um, and I dug out. I, I, was, I was digging around. I thought, oh, I know. I could do. I could do a bit of. Uh, I could do a bit of Sky Factory. But no, the server's down. You turned it off to stop me progressing yes. the screen again, haven't you? No, I needed to upgrade it. Yeah, I've been working a bit hard in there, um, but not doing it on camera. But yeah, I thought. Oh, there's I, a lot. I, of parts I don't want to now. start my own Minecraft again. I thought, oh, Space Engineers. I remember that. They've done a lot of work. In they there, have, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. It's all, it looks fantastic now. They've completely redone all the all the blocks. They've got new models, yeah. that are much more detailed, and you know, specular reflections and better lighting models and stuff. Um, yeah, so I thought, oh yeah, I was trying to get off that planet I was stuck on back in the day. So I'm going to pick that up and do that. Yeah. as my spare time gaming instead. Why not? But um, yeah, and this is just this weird play a bit of everything and try all the games type mode. And I suppose eventually I'll find something I really like and talk more about it on the show here. But yeah. Every couple of months I go through this, I don't know what to play, play everything, play nothing, go outside, something, game. Breakdown, that's the word I'm looking for, some sort of nervous breakdown. Well, I'm also working through Thimbleweed Park and um, Horizon, but I'm not going to talk about them until I finish them. Mm. Still playing Guns of Icarus, doing that on the Friday. I'm I'm enjoying that, that's that's, that's a keeper, that. I've I've managed to unlock the faction-specific ship for that as well. We're having some fun with that, so talk more about that on another show. But yeah, it's just a really restless time. You should paint minis. Yeah, yeah. I think a bit of painting might be good, but I haven't got any time because I'm, you know, yeah. massively overbooked, and now having to sleep more because I'm old. Have you? Which is annoying. Have you considered? I want my life back. Taking I resent having to be unconscious. Hmm? More caffeine. More caffeine. I could do it. Well, yeah. It is a short term plan. <laughs> Mm, yeah. yeah so yeah a bit less time for the gaming in general which means less games played and I think I might have to just cast some serious eyes over the nights of the week try a few three, a few of them up maybe or go you, I think you do always overcommit you should leave more nights open for I yourself I want, I want to play everything with all my friends all the time yeah. but it's, you need more you time mm, yeah I think I do yeah and then the running I've, I've, I've started the couch to because what, oh, I've got a, what I've managed to successfully do since Christmas is what I'm referring to as the 5k to couch plan <laughs> um, and I managed to well because I've, I, towards the last month or two I've only been running once a week and it's been really hard work because once a week is not enough to oh, keep the body I, I was going to ask were you doing the 5k children's route or the 10k adults route <laughs> on the upcoming run no no none, none of that um, so yeah I've, I've, I've really lost out on the running so I've decided to just start again with week one of the couch to 5k again and I'm really easy I'm not very, well I thought yeah okay I'll have a few easy weeks because I am capable of more than that but it's the consistency the plan yeah. I must be doing it three times a week because otherwise your body just your body's great at dis- demolishing mus- muscle and ability yeah it's it really need. expensive yeah maintaining muscle mass and stuff is, is, is expensive the body will will dissolve it back down as soon as you don't use yeah. it so uh, it's the consistency that's the thing so yeah more running as well yeah yeah so I'm out of things to do. I'm out of things to talk about. Let's finish early then. Yes, yeah, finish early and go to the pub. Okay, you can, yeah, eight, eight minutes, no, seven minutes early. You can go along to harrymotortime.com. We can see all our previous episodes. Go along to YouTube where you can subscribe and soon maybe subscribe to the other channel when I get around to that. Uh, don't click the bell because that'll just annoy you. Uh, <laughs> click like. Go along to iTunes and leave a review because nobody's done that for a while that I'm aware of. Cause iTunes, I'm not- is that a thing? interestingly it yeah. looks like Apple are currently rebranding all the podcast stuff to be Apple Podcasts and not iTunes Ooh. so it could be that iTunes is about to go away so reason mm. to rejoice uh, yeah and also uh, join us next week when we'll be playing more games excellent well, that we'll see you next time goodbye <laughs>